A Penn State player has received Big Ten Player of the Week honors, and there's still one lingering question to answer from week one. Let's get into it in today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. You are Locked On Nittany Lions, your daily podcast on the Penn State Nittany Lions, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. College football is back, and soon, so will the NFL. The NFL season is about to begin, and you want to make sure you're all caught up with everything on the Locked On Podcast Network, including Locked On's Ultimate Season Preview. It's running now through September 8th, so make sure you get caught up on every team in every division with the help of Odyssey's Ross Tucker and Jason LaConfora, and you can follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. And again, this runs through September 8th, so you still have a little bit of time to get all caught up on everything going on in the NFL this year. Hi, everybody. Welcome into today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. We are on a Tuesday, a Twitter Tuesday, just days after Penn State's first game of the season. My name is Kevin McGuire. I'm the host here of Locked On Nittany Lions. I'm also the editor of NittanyLionsWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And you can also find me contributing some Big Ten and Penn State content for the folks at Athlon Sports. You can give me a follow on Twitter at KevinOnCFB. And still some things to put the week one game into the final books here as we have one lingering question the big 10 awards for players of the week have come out and there is a penn stater that's among those receiving a week one big 10 honor we'll talk about all of that in today's episode we'll take a look at everything else that did happen around the big 10 because we did not get a chance to do that in yesterday's episode and it'll give you an idea of where you can expect Penn State to be ranked in the polls that are going to be updated today. There's a chance that by the time you're listening to this, the polls have already been updated, so we'll just see how accurate I am. Of course, I want to make sure you never miss a single episode. We are available on every podcasting app that's out there, but what I highly recommend is the Odyssey app. I already mentioned it in the opening to this episode. The Odyssey app is great because you can get all of your episodes of Locked On Nittany Lions, all your episodes of Locked On Big Ten, Locked On Bets, everything else across the Locked On Podcast Network, and all of your other favorite podcasts that are out there in the podcast sphere. You can get right on the Odyssey app. You can listen to it on your phone, on the go, at work, at the gym, whether you're just making dinner, you're on a train or a bus, load up the Odyssey app and get all of your favorite podcasts, your sports radio stations and your news stations and just your favorite music. Odyssey app's got you covered there. So make sure you download that on your phone today and make sure it's updated. And like I said, we are available on every other podcasting app there. So if you're an Apple podcast user or a Spotify user, whatever you're using to listen to my voice right now, make sure you hit that follow button, hit that subscribe button, whatever the case may be. We are totally free to get all of your episodes here. So no charge, whatever is best for you. Make sure you give us a follow. Leave those five-star ratings and reviews because that really helps us out as we continue to grow and continue to grow this season. It's going to be a lot of fun this year. You want to make sure you're on board. You want to make sure you spread the word. That's greatly appreciated. Of course, we also invite you to be a part of our episode and our content as well. Today is Twitter Tuesday, so make sure you're following us on Twitter at Locked On Nittany. You can also give us a thumbs up like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Locked On Nittany. And I am getting the Instagram feed back up and running, trying to keep that a little bit more consistent as well. So if you're an Instagram user, look for us at Locked On Nittany on Instagram. 
YouTube, it's coming, folks. I'm telling you, I've been teasing this for a while, still kind of working out, and we'll see if we can get it by the end of the week. So uh, I'm not going to make any promises, but my hope is that by next week, we're starting to get into a YouTube rotation as well. But again, stay tuned. I'll give you all the information on that as soon as we have it. So here we are. I'm recording this on a Monday. This is the Tuesday edition of Locked on Nittany Lions. And by now, you may have already seen that the Big Ten players of the week have been announced for week one's results from the Big Ten. Still one college football game left to play as I'm recording this, but all the Big Ten games are in the books. And Jordan Stout, your punter and apparently your full-time kicker, <laughs> well, I guess we'll have to wait and see. He's been named the Big Ten Special Teams Player of the Week. And at first you might be thinking, well, how does a kicker who missed a short field goal and an extra point receive Big Ten Player of the Week in any way, shape, or form? Well, it's because, my goodness, he has a powerful leg on punting assignments. So he had the second highest punting average in a single game performance by a Penn Stater since 1981. He's kicking punts over 50 yards, flipping the field position in a big way especially early on when Penn State's offense was nowhere to be found, you needed a good punt out of Jordan Stout, and he delivered. Um, so when you have a guy that can punt the ball over 50 yards, that is a nice luxury to have. And we already knew that Jordan Stout has a big, strong, powerful leg, and they really needed it uh, in a game that was, for a while, a battle of field position, one which was not going well for Penn State because they were keep they kept going three and outs, getting one or three yards or fewer on most of their drives in the first half. So having a punter who could set the field position in a little bit less favorable position for Wisconsin definitely came into play. Again, he did miss a short field goal and an extra point, but that kind of brings me to my lingering question from last week that hasn't really been addressed very thoroughly, and that is, where is Jake Pinegar? As we have come to know Penn State with the special teams is they use for field goal kicking, they used Jake Pinegar on shorter uh, field goal tries and extra points, while Jordan Stout would usually come in for those longer field goal tries because of his more stronger leg. Uh, Jordan Stout not exactly accurate when it is a shorter distance, and that's where Jake Pinegar came into play. And he was nowhere to be seen. Uh, uh, Jordan Stout handled all the kicking assignments for Penn State on Saturday in week one, and it didn't come back to haunt them. It could have, though, if Wisconsin was able to finish a drive, but credit Penn State's defense for stepping up. But that may be a little bit of a question because Jordan Stout uh, cannot be your full-time kicker if he's going to have inconsistencies with so-called easier kicking attempts. And that's why having Jake Pinegar kind of handle those responsibilities can be a benefit for Penn State. So James Franklin was asked if he was available, and yes, Jake Pinegar did travel with the team. He was available, according to James Franklin, but that's pretty much all we got out of James Franklin. There wasn't any really uh, follow-up questions uh, regarding Jake Pinegar's status. We'll see if that's a question that pops up this week during media availabilities, but uh, it would also be very interesting to see what happens against Ball State because I'm expecting that Penn State's going to score a few touchdowns. Is Jordan Stout going to come out here and kick more extra point attempts? We'll see. Or is Jake Behindcar coming in? No updates about any potential injuries. Penn State doesn't really go into detail with regard to injuries. They didn't release a depth chart, so we don't really know what the story is as far as Jake Pinegar is concerned. I'm not saying that this is going to be something that really determines the fate of Penn State season, but it is a lingering question I think we can take from week one going into week two. 
Coming up in our next segment, we'll take a look at everything else that happened around the Big Ten, get you all caught up on where the conference was because there was a lot of uh, action going on around the Big Ten. Some notable injuries that did pop up in uh, Monday morning as I'm getting ready to hit record and see exactly what's going on around the Big Ten. There were some notable injuries out there. We'll get into that as well and just kind of give you a taste of what's going on around this conference after week one because there were some interesting developments. Well, if you were watching Penn State's game on Saturday, odds are you were kind of sweating things out a little bit because that game went down to the wire and you may have been excessively sweating and nobody really likes it when they're excessively sweating. It's gross. You feel a little self-conscious about it. Well, that's where sweat block comes into play. Sweat block wipes are doctor created, doctor recommended. They work for up for seven days per use and they've got that dry shirt guarantee. If sweat block doesn't keep you dry, you get your money back. It's featured and tested on the Rachel Ray Show. It's used by firefighters, and you know that they're going to sweat an awful lot doing their great work. And, of course, they're best on Amazon for the past 10 years. That doesn't happen by accident, folks. There's a reason why people keep coming back to Sweatblock. It's also manufactured in the USA. So you get to wear whatever you want to wear, and you only need to use these once or twice a week. So what more could you ask for? If you or someone you love is dealing with excessive sweating, you have to check out Sweatblock. You can find Sweatblock on Amazon or at your local CVS, or you can get it at sweatblock.com. And when you use the promo code Locked On, you can save yourself 20%. Well, Penn State's got a home game this weekend. It's their home opener against Ball State. And chances are there's somebody out there listening to this podcast that's going to be making the road trip out to Happy Valley and hit that tailgating scene. Well, you don't want to show up late. You want to make sure your car or truck or your RV is in perfect tailgating condition. So if you need anything, now's the time to go to rockauto.com and get all the parts you need to make sure you can have a good, safe, happy tailgating experience this weekend as Penn State takes on Ball State. So all you got to do is go to rockauto.com. You enter the make and model of your vehicle, and it brings you up their entire catalog of everything they have available specifically for your vehicle. And they're going to give you the best prices they can, no matter if you're a car expert or a car novice like me. They just want to make it as painless and stress-free for you as possible. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Don't forget to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Just a quick reminder to make sure you check out the Locked On Big Ten podcast each and every day, but especially every Tuesday, because I get a chance to join the host, Nick Dickinson, as the co-host every Tuesday with you guys on the Locked On Big Ten podcast, kind of talk about everything that's going on around the Big Ten. So hopefully you go check that podcast out today. And of course, make sure you subscribe to that or following that on your favorite podcasting app, including the Odyssey app. I do want to kind of touch base real quickly on everything that did happen around the Big Ten. I'm not going to go through every single game. You already know some of the major storylines that were being followed. Uh, Ohio State still ends up being pretty good. Obviously got off to a little bit of a shaky start in their Thursday opener on the road against Minnesota. But talent prevails, as it typically does. And Ohio State makes the plays, especially after halftime, a big third quarter. Uh, C.J. Stroud. Freshman quarterback making his first career start looked shaky early on, got into a comfort zone, and it helps when you've got some of the best wide receivers out there, including Chris Olave, uh, Garrett Wilson making some plays as well. So uh, Ohio State still going to be pretty good this year, no question about that. Uh, I will say Minnesota running back Mo Abraham, uh, unfortunately, is going to be missing out the, on the rest of the season. Uh, so he was one of the big key injuries that we learned about on Monday. 
Uh, Minnesota running back, uh, one of the best running backs coming back this season after a really big year last year. That's a major blow for a Minnesota team that I thought still had a pretty good chance to be a pretty interesting team this year in that Big Ten West. And they certainly looked like a team that was going to be a problem for some schools this year, given what they did against Ohio State. They put up 30-something points on the Buckeyes, and uh, Mo Abraham was certainly a big piece of that. Now, he's going to be gone for the rest of the year. It's a major blow for Minnesota. Uh, I still think Minnesota can be decent, but uh, not having him as a running back, that that's tough. So, wishing him all the best of luck. We'll see where Minnesota goes from there. I think Minnesota could be a, a little bit of a factor in that Big Ten West division. I don't think they're going to win it. I think that's going to be going to either Iowa or Wisconsin still. I'll get back to Iowa in just a second. The other big notable injury that we learned about on Monday, at least as of the time I'm recording this podcast, is Michigan wide receiver Ronnie Bell. Uh, It was a really big game for Michigan. Uh, No problem with Western Michigan in their season and home opener in the big house. Uh, Certainly looked like a much more competent Michigan team. But again, it was only against Western Michigan. We'll see what they do this week against Washington. But uh, not having one of their best offensive weapons for the remainder of the year. Uh, Ronnie Bell going down with a knee injury. Uh, another tough blow for a Michigan offense that is not in a really good position to be losing key offensive players. So uh, I still think that Michigan is going to be a better team than a lot of people are expecting this year. Uh, but not having Ronnie Bell, that's that's another tough blow for a team that cannot afford to lose too many offensive weapons. So we'll see where Michigan goes from there. I still like their chances this weekend at home against Washington. I'll talk a little bit about that in just a moment. But uh, I mentioned Iowa. Okay, Iowa absolutely destroyed the Indiana Hoosiers. Michael Penix Jr. being picked off, I think, three times. Uh, Iowa defensive back Riley Moss, I think, had two pick sixes in the game. And if you take a look at the history of Big Ten players that have two pick sixes in the same game, I think it's only happened four times. I thought saw this on the Big Ten Network. It's only happened four times in Big Ten history, and three of them have been done by an Iowa player. Riley Moss being the most recent to do so. So Iowa looked really good. And I think they were probably the most impressive team that we saw in week one of the college football season because they not only beat Indiana, but they destroyed them in all areas of the game. And that's pretty scary because Penn State's going to have to go out to Iowa uh, next month, early next month. And we already know that a trip to Kinnick Stadium is never easy for anybody. Indiana found that out in a brutal way in their season opener. So I'm not at all ready to suggest that uh, Indiana is a team we should write off this year. I still don't think that last year was necessarily a fluke. uh, But the idea going into this year that Indiana is probably going to have a couple more setbacks uh, this season because it's a little bit more of a normal offseason for everybody certainly got off on that kind of a footing uh, because I did not expect them to beat Iowa, but I did expect them to compete with Iowa. And that was not at all the case. So Iowa looked really good in their week one matchup against the Hoosiers. And for my money, that is the most impressive performance we saw out of any Big Ten team around the week one schedule. I think that Iowa uh, made a case defensively, certainly set the tone offensively. Uh, They are not to be messed with. And that that Iowa team is going to be really good. And I think the fact that Wisconsin goes down in week one doesn't necessarily mean that Wisconsin has a much more difficult time to win the Big Ten West. I still don't think that that's the case. But now they're in a position where they pretty much have to beat Iowa. And I think that game is in Wisconsin. I forget exactly where it is. But uh, the Wisconsin-Iowa game I still think is going to be the one that ultimately decides who wins that Big Ten West division. 
We'll say this about Wisconsin just real quickly uh, because I feel as though we obviously focus so much on what Penn State did right uh, and what they have room to work with. But Wisconsin's big area is going to have to be finishing drives. So I think that that's pretty clear from what we saw against Penn State in week one. Uh, Wisconsin had four red zone trips, only got one score out of it, one, one touchdown, um, you know, a fumble, two interceptions. Uh, they missed a field goal. I forget if that was a red zone trip or not, but either way, uh, Wisconsin's got to learn to finish drives. Now, in their defense, they're not going to face too many defenses of the caliber of Penn State this year, so maybe they've got that going for them. Uh, but I think when you watch to see what former Wisconsin quarterback Jack Cohn did in his debut as Notre Dame starter on Sunday night, if you didn't get a chance to watch that game against Florida State, uh, I, I think there's some buyer's remorse maybe <laughs> with uh, seeing Jack Cohn leave Wisconsin and go to Notre Dame, perform the way he did. I will also say that Notre Dame just has better players, <laughs> better, uh, speedier wide receivers to take advantage of. And uh, they also went up against Florida State, which is not Penn State's defense. But anyway, I think Wisconsin will be just fine this year. I think Iowa's going to be the team to beat right now in the Big Ten West if I had to make a rash decision after week one. I went into the year thinking that Wisconsin was going to be the team to come out of that division. I still think it comes down to those two teams, so I haven't really hedged too much one way or the other. Uh, but Iowa looked really good. Wisconsin's going to be just fine, I think. Illinois, total flop at home after their big win against Nebraska in Week 0. Illinois goes down at home. Rally comes up short against UTSA, which may, which may be a good team in Conference USA this year. It's a, not totally overlooked, that idea. But the fact that Illinois can't follow up a, a big win against Nebraska with a home win against a Conference USA team. Uh, back to life, back to reality, I think, for Brett Bielema and the Illini. Uh, Rutgers just totally dominated Temple. Uh, Temple just all out of sorts, and maybe this is an indication that Temple's just not a very good program anymore. They had a nice little run, uh, especially under Matt Rule, uh, but th those times seem to have quickly faded. Now, I'm not going to completely overreact and say that Rutgers is now going to be a problem in the Big Ten, but that was a really good win for Greg Schiano and the entire Rutgers program. They needed a win like that to kind of start the season feeling good about themselves. I'm not going to say that this makes them the third or fourth best team in the Big Ten East. Uh, again, still a long way to go, and once conference play opens up, I think we'll see that. But I do think that it's a very encouraging start for Rutgers and Greg Schiano, especially after what felt like a pretty positive offseason for the entire Rutgers program, and certainly as far as recruiting is concerned. The future does look good for Rutgers, and it got off to a great start with their blasting 61-14 to was the final score against the Temple Owls. Poor Temple. Uh, at least they're a favorite this week against Akron, who just got destroyed on the road by Auburn, who's going to be coming into Penn State in a couple weeks. We'll worry about that game next week. Uh, but Michigan State, I think, was also the team that I think was the most impressive team this weekend. Uh, running back, Kenneth Walker III, had a couple 500-yard-plus uh, rushing seasons the last two years. He's already just about halfway there, or a little bit more than halfway there this year after his big game against Northwestern. Michigan State's offensive line looked really good. Now, maybe that's just more of an indication of where Northwestern is. It feels like every other year they have a good year and then they have a bad year. Maybe this is a bad year for Northwestern. But Michigan State, uh, up front, looked very intimidating, looked very comfortable, and they just opened up so many running opportunities for Kenneth Walker. And he took advantage of it, like over 200-something yards. Uh, offensive player of the week in the Big Ten this week. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Michigan State is probably not going to be a great team this year, but like Rutgers, got off to a really good start, something you can feel good about if you're a Michigan State fan. 
So we'll see where they go from there, but it was a nice start for them. Like I said, I'm not going to go through every Big Ten game. I know that Maryland won their game against West Virginia. I didn't really watch a whole lot of it, so I'm not going to comment on too much. But yeah, good win for Maryland, good win for Michigan State, good win for Rutgers. And a good win for Nebraska. So lots of good moments around the Big Ten in week one. Obviously, conference play means that somebody's going to have to lose. But uh, some good performances, some really encouraging starts for a lot of teams around the Big Ten. It's going to make for a very interesting Big Ten season, I think, especially once Big Ten play really hits its full stride uh, in a matter of weeks. But we are beginning to turn the page and get ready for week two. And one of the first steps in that process is taking a look at all the latest lines, courtesy of our friends over at BetOnline. BetOnline.ag, the number one spot for all your pro and college football action this season. You get updated odds, you get props, you get a contest including the online's biggest half million dollar NFL mega contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL survivor contest. They're open now on Bet Online. I know I'm going to partake in a couple of those and see how we do, but I also want to share with you the latest Big Ten lines. And of course, Penn State is a big favorite this weekend against Ball State, home opener for Penn State. Fans are back in Beaver Stadium. Penn State minus 23 against Ball State. I think it's a little high. We'll see if there's any adjustment to it as the week goes on. But Ohio State, also a two-touchdown favorite at home against Oregon. Minus 14.5 for the Buckeyes there. Michigan also in action Saturday night against Washington team that just lost at home to Montana. Michigan's only at minus 6. I'm leaning heavily taking Michigan to cover that given what we saw in week one. And I'm already going to say, I know Locked on Bets does the wrong team favorite pick, and I'm going to tell you one that I think should be a wrong team favorite pick right now. Iowa is plus three at Iowa State this weekend. You heard me just talk about how much I think that Iowa is impressive in week one. I'm liking Iowa not just to cover the plus three, but to win that game outright. I'm saying it right now. Iowa's going to win that game. So Iowa plus three, that is free money as far as I'm concerned. And I had a pretty good weekend myself with my picks on Bet Online. Hopefully you're having some good couple weeks in college football as well. Make sure you go to betonline.ag, sign up for your free account, and use the promo code Locked On to get a 100% welcome bonus on top of your initial deposit. That is free money, folks. And if you're listening to my advice, hopefully you're taking advantage of that. From football to basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait. Take advantage of all the great offers available for the 2021 season at BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. I'll remind you one more time, and I'll do so a little bit later as well, to make sure you are following us on our Twitter account. We are found on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. Every Tuesday, we do like to spend some time answering some of your questions and replying to some of your comments regarding Penn State's most recent game, upcoming game, just taking a look around the rest of the Big Ten, the world of college football, or if you have any fun off-topic questions to bring to the table, we can have fun with that as well. You like retro video games? Yeah, shoot a question my way. You want to talk some Simpsons? We can do that as well. What movies do you like? What TV shows are you into? Just bring whatever you want to the table. That's what Twitter Tuesday is all about. Now, unfortunately, this Twitter Tuesday falls on the day after an extended holiday weekend. I didn't necessarily put out a great amount of notice to ask for your questions. And again, holiday, day off, people are all over the place right now. So we actually don't have any questions to address in today's edition of Twitter Tuesday. But make sure you send in your questions anytime during the week, and we'll try to mix them into the podcast as well. But we do like to focus a lot of our energy, at least one segment, on your Twitter Tuesday questions. So we'll try it again next week. Maybe we'll be in more of a rhythm, and we'll get some of your questions involved in next week's podcast. But we do appreciate you guys following along and still sending your questions because we can interact on Twitter as well. Again, you can follow us on Twitter at LockedOnNitney.
So today is Tuesday. Uh, typically, the updated coaches poll and the AP Top 25 polls are going to be updated Sunday afternoons, the day after uh, a regular weekend of college football. This being your Labor Day weekend, of course, you get you know some college football on Sunday. You got a game on Monday night between Ole Miss and Louisville. I'm recording this podcast before that game, so we don't get a chance to see what the, the Ole Miss Rebels without Lane Kiffin, who tested positive for COVID, uh, will do against Scott Satterfield and the Louisville Cardinals. Uh, two very interesting programs. I'm very interested to see how that game plays out. Hopefully it was entertaining. <laughs> I wish I could react to it. But uh, because of the holiday weekend and the extended uh, college football weekend schedule, we are actually going to get our updated polls today from the coaches poll and the AP Top 25. So we will react to those rankings tomorrow. I will say, as I outlined over on NittanyLionsWire.com, expect to see a nice, sizable jump for Penn State in the polls this weekend because a good handful of teams that are ranked ahead of Penn State actually lost in week one. And Penn State should be in a position where they're going to jump at least four teams, possibly five teams. We know that one team ranked ahead of them in both polls is Wisconsin. Penn State beat Wisconsin. They're going to jump ahead of the Badgers. No question about that. They were also ranked relatively close to teams like LSU, Indiana, and even Miami. And all three of those teams lost this weekend. LSU losing on the road against UCLA. Uh, Indiana, of course, I mentioned just getting dominated by Iowa. Both those teams should easily fall behind Penn State. Miami might be a little bit interesting because Miami's a little higher in the rankings, but they got destroyed on a neutral field, but they did so against Alabama. So how much do you punish Miami for playing Alabama of all teams? I don't think you punish them too harshly, but I think given the lopsided score, uh, that's reason to believe that Penn State's got an excellent chance to move ahead of Miami as well. So I think Penn State is a lock to pass LSU, Miami, Indiana, and Wisconsin in the polls. I don't think there's any question about that. North Carolina might be a team that could fall behind Penn State because they lost in their murder on a Friday night, I think it was, against Virginia Tech. Uh, given where UNC is ranked in the preseason polls and how big of a gap there was between UNC and Penn State, it might be a little bit of a reach, but I think there's a very good chance that Penn State will fall or go in front of North Carolina as well. So I, I'm looking at five teams that Penn State's going to be ranked ahead of. Now, doesn't necessarily mean that Penn State will move up five spots in the rankings because a team like Iowa, still sitting ahead of Penn State, should probably still be ranked ahead of Penn State. I'm just guessing. And then we'll have to see where some other teams fall into the rankings as well. UCLA, they're 2-0. They've got a win against an LSU team that was ranked so far ahead of Penn State. Does UCLA make a big jump into their debut in the Week 2 rankings? You see a lot of adjustments between Week 1 and Week 2 in the rankings because now we actually have games to assess things instead of the preseason polls. So that's why I'm just kind of wondering. I still think that Penn State will be ranked ahead of UCLA, but just something to keep in the back of your head as those polls come out. Obviously, by the time you're listening to this, we may already know the polls. If you're listening to this before the polls are released, I'm telling you how I'm looking at things, just seeing where I would project Penn State to be ranked. And I could see Penn State being ranked as high as nine. But I'm thinking probably they end up somewhere around 11 or 12 in either of the polls. So, again, very curious to see how the voters will react to that. 
I know we'll also have the uh, Super 16 poll that's going to come out uh, from the Football Writers Association of America and the National Football Foundation. I actually cast a ballot in that. I'll run through my ballot once the poll is officially released. I don't want to spoil anything before the release of the poll, so we can get into that a little bit as well. So tomorrow will be all about the uh, reactions to the poll rankings. We'll take a look at Ball State, who's up next for Penn State. And if you have any questions that you want to submit to us, feel free to send them along on Twitter at LockedOnNittany. So betting on college football doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You get daily picks, you get blowout specials, and as I already mentioned today, the wrong team favorite picks. I'm telling you right now, Iowa State is the wrong team favorite this week against the Iowa Hawkeyes. I'm just putting it out there. I know my buddy Andrew over on Locked On Hawkeyes agrees with me. You can listen to hear what he has to say about this week's big game between the Big Ten and Big 12 rivals. But you want to also make sure you're checking out Locked On Bets because Lee Sterling also gives you his lock of the day. So follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. And that will do it for today's episode of Locked On Nittany Lions. Thank you so much for listening to us on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts, leaving those five-star ratings and reviews, really helping us grow the podcast in this 2021 season. It's going to be a fun season, guys. And got off to a great foot against Wisconsin. We'll see what happens this weekend against Ball State. And then it's going to be a fun week next week. I'm already lining up a couple of crossover episodes with folks covering the, the Auburn Tigers going to be a lot of fun so you want to make sure you're in on it as well so follow us on your favorite podcasting app follow us on twitter at locked on nittany give us a thumbs up give us a like on facebook.com slash locked on nittany don't forget to check out our instagram account as well instagram.com slash locked on nittany my name is kevin mcguire you can give me a follow on twitter at kevin on cfb check out my contributions over on athlonsports.com and of course for continuing penn state coverage check out everything we've got to offer over on nittanylionswire.com part of the usa today sports media group once again thank you so much for listening have a great day come back we'll do it all again tomorrow